0: You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. We here at the Plano Chamber are working hard on our events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor in many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff.
1: Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm
2: Emily Zook with Veritex Community Bank 2022 Chair of the Board of the Plano Chamber.
1: Emily, as you know, education is a major topic in both our lives, not only in our roles at the chamber, but also as moms to young kids and the profound impact our education system has on our community and workforce. I'm so excited that we get to sit down with two women whose dedicated service has been instrumental to the success of Plano ISD today and will shape the district's trajectory for years to come.
2: Yes, we are truly in the presence of the change makers of Plano ISD, Superintendent Sarah Bonzer and incoming Superintendent Dr. Teresa Williams. Our first guest, Sarah Bonzer, has served as Superintendent of Plano ISD since March 2018 and recently announced her retirement at the end of the school year. Her time as Superintendent has been The culmination of an incredible career with Plano ISD, which includes the roles of being a teacher, middle school principal, high school principal, and finally interim deputy superintendent. Among many leadership and committee roles, Sarah is a member of the executive board of the Texas School Coalition and serves as vice chair of the Region 10 Education Service Center's Regional Advisory Committee. She's been recognized as the College Board Southwest Region Excellence and AP Program Principal of the Year, one of the Plano Mag- Magazine's 2018 Girl Bosses, and the Plano Chamber's 2020 Business Executive of the Year.
1: And I might add, just an awesome person to know. So super excited that Sarah's with us. And I'm equally as excited for today's second guest, Dr. Teresa Williams. Teresa is deputy superintendent for Plano ISD and was named the district's next superintendent by a unanimous vote by the Plano ISD Board of Trustees in March. In in her current role, Dr. Williams oversees day-to-day operations and provides leadership and guidance to the administrative cabinet in support of the district's mission, vision, and goals. With 27 years in the profession, she has held leadership roles in other Texas school districts, including deputy superintendent in Lubbock ISD and executive director of educational operations in Garland ISD. She has also overseen special programs and student services and has served as a principal, assistant principal and teacher. Superintendent Bonzer and Dr. Williams, thank you again so much for joining us today on Plano Pulse.
0: Thanks for having us. Thank you excited
2: to be here. We're so happy to have you both join us for today's podcast. So let's start by talking about your lives with Plano ISD. What does a typical day look like for you both?
0: So I'll start, Emily. I think that the the interesting thing about this job is that no two days are alike. So there's there's no such thing as kind of a typical day uh, because every day is so different. And the roles that, that Dr. Williams and I have right now are that we work really closely together, but then we both do things a little bit differently. So the superintendent is kind of up and out and planning and you know engaging community and relationships um, you know all around the state and, and the community. And then the deputy superintendent is doing those things, but they're also um, running and leading the operations of the district inside the organization. And so they, they're hand in hand, with a with a combined focus on the the mission vision and goals of the district uh, but they're but they're different so it's a really interesting question you know remembering also that in student learning is our number one priority and everything we do revolves around that but we're also running a, a big business with 6,500 employees and an annual budget of about $500 million uh, on the operating side. And so I do a lot of planning. I do a lot of community engagement. I do a lot of service to other organizations that bring resources into the district. Uh, And I'll let Teresa talk uh, about all the kind of things that she does on her side of the house. But then, you know, as we all know, anything can happen and then it does. And then you respond and adjust and adapt constantly.
3: So a little bit what Sarah said. So um, even the most well-planned days never really turn out uh, like uh, like we expect. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's days of meetings with uh, district staff, and and you're out at campuses or you're out meeting the community. And sometimes meetings run long, so it, it, it's very fast-paced. It's very busy. I think one of the things for, for us is that we have to re- remain very agile and very pliable and um, and because you never know what's gonna happen on any given day. I mean, who would have ever dreamed that we would have had a, and have led and lived through a pandemic. And so when things like that happen, being able to to quickly adapt and adjust is, is something that, that is required in this job. Um, but the thing that always keeps us grounded and always keeps us rooted is, is our kids. That, that's our core business. And that's why we do what we do. You know, it's, it's a very fun job. It's very hard. Um, sometimes it can be very stressful. And then again, when you have what's most important in front of you always, and that's kids, then everything is worth it. And, you know, my, my day is sometimes working you know, side by side with Sarah um, and then other days, it's working side by side with each cabinet member. And sometimes it's it's even working with the central leadership or even with principals. And so I kind of zoom in and out of, of the role. And um, so no two days are the same. And uh, that's what makes it exciting. Um, awesome. Well, I think you both have,
1: since I've started working with you a few years ago in the community, you both just have such an inspiring approach to the way that you work with kids. And um, I've really enjoyed getting to spend time with both of you and see how you do conduct your business. And the reports that you've given to us here at the chamber gives us such a great insight into what the work is that you do, but superintendent Bonzer, it's, you know, to be able to sit down with you and look back at your years of service with the school district is is exciting here this morning. So what what do you see as your greatest accomplishment in your time with Plano ISD? Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's a you know, there's a short answer. Um, one is that, you, you know, this is the city of excellence and and the school district is is a great part of the reason for that is that the quality of the school system has just been excellent for kids. We, we prepare kids for the future, and and we have, under my superintendency, have made an effort uh, in everything we do for that level of excellence to be sustained, and, and that's hard to do during a global pandemic, you know, and, and that's been two years of the four, four and a half years of my superintendency, so ha- a solid half. So taking the strategic plan that we created my first year and then setting that new course for the future of the district, that the community put the community built that plan and that vision for kids for our, for our district. And then adapting that plan during a pandemic so that we can reach the, the goals of the plan and maintain those levels of excellence. And, and I believe we have done that. And so, uh, I think that's important work because it is started and, and it can be continued. And then, you know, I'm really proud of the wraparound services expansion that's happened in the last four and a half years. You know, when, when I first came to Plano, you know, our, our economic need was about 6% in the 90s and it's 35% now. So one in every three kids uh, has some type of need. And we know that we have to take care of the whole child in order to have them ready to learn because we want to maintain those levels of excellence and having kids reach their full potential. And so having services available to kids and, and expanding what does wraparound look like to, to meet the needs of our kids and families has been you know, dear to my heart uh, as far as important work because we want every student to have every opportunity um, to excel. And, and then, you know, I, I don't want to be defined by the pandemic, but, you know, it was half of my superintendency. And I think it was an accomplishment to have kept all of our schools open and to have kept all of our staff employed. And so we we didn't we kept our workforce because we know that the most important thing we can do is keep great teachers in front of kids, keep great principals leading schools, have outstanding services bus drivers food service workers para, you know the classroom assistants all those things that go into um, having an excellent school system we maintained and it didn't look the same and and you know some of it was uncomfortable but at the end of the day um, it was a tremendous accomplishment for the entire Plano ISD team and for our community
2: that's so wonderful so I grew up in a in a home of teachers my mom taught for over 20 or almost 30 years second grade with Garland ISD my grandmother taught over 40 years second grade and uh, I know when my mom retired secretly she didn't know was able to gather letters and notes from her students from over the years all the way back to her first year from the parents um, and reading some of those, those impacts, um, statements that they they made, um, it was just so heartwarming to see that impact. So Superintendent Monster, if you want people to remember one thing about you as the superintendent, what would it be?
0: I have always said since the day I came to Plano that I have had my dream job in my hometown. And it was true when I was a teacher. It was true when I was an assistant principal, a principal, and as superintendent. And Part of being a teacher is the desire to grow, to grow kids, right? And, and to have them grow into the kind of adults that, that go out into the world and do great things. And then as a principal, I wanted to grow teachers and and grow staff so that they could do more for kids and, and grow professionally. And then as a superintendent, I wanted to grow everyone around me to build the capacity of other people to do the work of helping kids and be inspiring to kids and to be role models for what learning can do in a life and so yeah i was the first in my family to graduate college Um, and so education was the key for me and it was because of teachers right? Who said, I I think you might be a teacher, you know, there's a teacher heart in there. And so I want to be remembered as someone who, who grew other people, because that's what lead good leaders do. They grow other people. Uh, And I want to be remembered as someone who treated every single person that I come into contact with, with dignity and respect and grace. And I have tried to do that. And, and I I just want to, you know, my parents, I would want to do things every day that my parents would be proud of. And I hope that at the end of the day, I'll be remembered as a superintendent who loved kids, who loved teachers, who cared about growing others and treated everyone the way they deserve to be treated with respect.
1: You always get me. <laughs> um so thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's, uh, I think we will all keep that in mind as we think back uh, on your time as as superintendent. But, you know, similarly in your years, since you took over role as superintendent, was there anything really unexpected about the job?
0: Yeah, lots of unexpected things. I mean, okay, a pandemic, no one could anticipate. But, you know, if you, if you kind of set that to the side, uh, I you know, I think you go into this job having been in education, and you're you understand the educational system. But there's all parts of the rest of the community and the state and even the country that you end up engaged with, and so that that wide view of you know it's not thirty thousand feet as a superintendent; it's about a hundred thousand, um, because you know, like right now, I serve on eight boards because the engagement of the superintendent is connecting to people and resources and you have a voice and an influence in the role of a leader within the community within the state within the country that you that you need to utilize to do the right things for the kids in your district and the families in your district and so uh, I don't know that when you when you come into the job you realize just how wide the scope of that is. and you know just interacting you know you're in the legislative view, you're in the the academic view, you're in the leadership view, you're in the how do you engage the community and resources and form partnerships like with the chamber. I never imagined when I took this job that I would be so engaged with the chamber it makes total sense because we are the future workforce, right? So I get it, but I don't think I expected the level of engagement that we have and the the quality of the relationships in this community between the city, the organizations that support the community, the, the families, the PTA, the education foundation, and oh my goodness, the chamber, uh, all pulling together all the time for kids. It's it's unexpected, but in the best way. And that's a part of the job you can absolutely love because when everything else is really stressful, you just know that people do that because they care so much about the schools and the kids and the people who do the, do the work, that that was, a, that was an unexpected gift. And it is, and not every community can say that, but Plano can, and, and we should be really proud of that.
1: It is such an amazing relationship um, and synergy that we see as well from the business side of things. So, thank you for for that partnership as well.
2: So, you had an incredible career in education and know the field through and through. So, we have to ask, from your perspective, what is the biggest issue facing public education in Plano ISD?
0: Yeah. So, I think that the that the biggest issue facing Plano ISD is recapture, and I know we've been beating that drum for a really long time, and. And since House Bill 3 came into play a couple of years ago, you know, it reduced recapture, but tax compression also occurred. And so recapture, the clock is still ticking for us in Plano ISD. And under the current system right now, it has ballooned and will continue to balloon under the current funding structure. And so if we want to maintain in Plano ISD the level of programming, support, and excellence that we have always had, we have got to continue to work on finding some way to address the, the recapture. And so uh, if we don't, we have, we have changing demographics. We have fewer resources to serve our kids because of recapture. So we're going to be giving back to the state this year $212 million dollars of our tax collections and next year 222 million which is 35 cents of every dollar collected of a tax, the tax levy and so uh, you know I know there's a misconception that as property values rise we get more money but we don't we get the same flat amount of money and with enrollment declining even a little less and the state gets all the benefit of that excess revenue that that's what they call it and so in order for us to be able to recruit and retain the best teachers. 85% of our budget is payroll. 85% of that $495 million budget is payroll. And that recapture is a threat to us being able to recruit and retain the best teachers and staff for our kids. And we need everyone, our community, our businesses, our legislators and our staff and our families to get on board to help do something about this, because we talk about it, but we all need to get very concerned about it, and we need access to those resources to continue to provide an excellent education for every student. It is critical for Plano ISD. We're the second number, we're number two in the state of recapture pay. Austin is number one, and we are number two.
1: It is. It's always shocking to hear those numbers and something that I know the Chamber feels very strongly about as well. So um, very, very good points. Well, thank you so much so far for all the conversation. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for more conversation with Superintendent Bonzer and Dr. Williams, including both their thoughts on what makes Plano ISD so great. We'll be back with more Plano Pulse.
0: Leadership Plano is accepting applications for Class 39. The deadline is June 15th at midnight. The program runs from September through May with a required overnight weekend retreat September 10 and 11. Leadership Plano focuses on creating community awareness and developing individual and community leadership skills. Learn more at leadershipplano.org. Apply now.
1: Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Plano ISD Superintendent Sarah Bonzer and Deputy Superintendent Dr. Teresa Williams. And Superintendent Bonzer, I wanna pick back up on a few things you just said. We just talked about, you know, some of the issues facing Plano ISD, especially recapture, but do you have any thoughts on on what the biggest issue facing public education is in general?
0: Yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I, <laughs> I, honestly, I think the biggest issue facing public education today is the there appears to be some kind of a movement to discredit teachers, administrators, and the public education system. And this national narrative is kind of playing out differently through communities uh, across the country, across our state, and even locally. And you know, our teachers and our principals and our staff, they work tirelessly um, to support students and learning and, and support families and, and to meet their needs and to provide a great education. And we have got to do a really great job supporting them because we can see that the, the pipelines for teachers and, and people going into the education field are, are diminishing. And so uh, we've, got to, we've got to take care of the teaching profession and if we don't, uh, you know, we, we're all going to be in a, a really big crisis in public education because um, we've got to support the people that support our kids. Um, you know, you judge a community by how well do they take care of their children? Well, you better take care of your teachers and your, and your educators if you're going to take care of your kids. And we Definitely. saw that in the pandemic. Like, education <laughs> was, was the linchpin of care. And so, uh, you know, if we want an educated workforce that is prepared for the future demands, then we better take care of the profession of education. And the narrative is not supporting that thought and, and pipeline is going to be a big problem. Teresa, I don't know if you want to add anything.
3: I think Sarah, I think you hit the nail on the head, um, both with our challenges at the district and then just in the profession altogether. And it's, critical that we, this is a time to unify around our students and our schools in a positive and productive manner um, in Plano ISD as a state, as a nation. And we need to model what we expect from our students. And that means treating each other with kindness and dignity and respect and professionalism and care.
1: Very true. Very true. Thank you, and Dr. Williams. I guess I'm going to give you a little bit of a turn in the hot seat uh, now. So, tell us a little bit about your background and what got you interested in education.
3: All right. So, um, I have about 27 years in the profession, and I'm starting to. Lose, I'm getting to that age where I start to lose count. i I'm, I have 20 years, 27 years behind me, and I'm in my 28th year. Uh, I spent my first 20 years in Garland ISD. So, um, Emily, I'll have to get your mom's name and maybe I know her. Um, and then I moved uh, to Lubbock in 2014 to serve as their deputy superintendent. Um, I'm a Red Raider, and so it was fun to be back in my college town serving in, in that capacity. Uh, we knew that we would always return back to the North Texas area, and so when um, this job presented itself in 2018. I jumped on it and was actually really surprised when Sarah Bonser called me on a Sunday uh, to to come and interview for the position. But I was very honored then and uh, very honored uh, to be continuing my role in the district um, as the incoming superintendent. But so what inspired me to become an educator is, is twofold. First, it started with my parents and my mom did not have the best educational experience as a small child. And so I just remember hearing stories about when she moved to this country and what it was like to feel shame when she went to school because she could not speak the language. And so I, it was very different hearing her experiences compared to mine because I, I didn't have that experience in elementary school and, um, it, I always found that to be heartbreaking. Um, my sister and I used to play teacher in school, and so I think education—it—it it started for me very young. I loved to read and had a, a passion for reading as a small child. It, growing up in a very small town, that was our source of entertainment. We didn't have TV. We played outside or we read books, and and that was our connection to the rest of the world. And so. My family moved from a very small town in West Texas to Garland uh, the summer between eighth and ninth grade. And so when I went to high school, it was a very traumatic experience from knowing the same students that I had grown up with as kindergarten all the way through to now I'm um, a new student with a West Texas accent in a very large school district in in Garland. And I was one of those students. It was. I was. It was easy for me to fall between the cracks because I didn't get in trouble in school. I was pretty quiet, and I could go under the radar and seen. Well, falling under the radar and seen meant it was easy for me to skip school, and I didn't always feel connected like I like I had in, in my prior my formative years, and so it was my, ag teacher who sat me down one day and and had a good. He noticed. He noticed that um, I was probably falling off the rails and, and needed, needed some guidance. And I, that conversation changed my trajectory and um, what the remaining years of high school looked for me, my path to college. And so I'm forever grateful for Mr. Shue. And what he did for me. And I think that's what really lit the fire under me to want to become a, t- a teacher even more. It, it's my passion and desire to, to always make sure that I whatever role I've I've worked in or am working in that I can make a difference. And initially it, I wanted to serve students um, that perhaps were in the same place that my mom felt as she was going through or helping students like me who needed help and guidance along the way. And I knew I wanted to be a high school teacher when I started. One of the things that's always been kind of, you know, three of my, of my own personal philosophy or my pillars is students need to feel safe and secure about who they are. Um, They need to feel like they are welcomed and safe in your classrooms. And when they come to school, it's always been really important that kids have a strong sense of belonging and a connection. I think when we can hook students in their and we can develop their passion, that's where their biggest difference and their biggest preparation for their future uh, comes to play. So that's initially, you know, what started my journey as an educator. But it grew for me from there. So it wasn't just, you know, classroom and the 150 kids that I had each year as a high school teacher, then it was how can I make a difference as a school leader? And then how can I, how can I make a difference as a district leader? As I move and I transition into the role of superintendent, that is, that is, that is what we do. And that's my greatest hope and dream for our, our schools is that our kids always feel welcome, that we find a way to develop each and every one of their, their talents along the way that we can nurture um, and that they're in a, in a place where they thrive and they're ready when they leave and they walk across that stage and they enter into their next phase of uh, phase of life and um, that we, that we are a part of their difference, their, their bridge um, to their future. And so preparing them and developing their own natural talents that they bring um, is is really the key of what we do.
2: Thank you so much for sharing that, Dr. Williams. It's, it's, it's goes back to my, you know, looking at how my mom impacted some of these students and some of the things that, that the parents said and the students said, and even one came back to her on the, her very last day of retirement, drove all the way all day from, from Houston and back the same day just to give her a hug as she walked out of the, the, the school the last time. And, you know, teaching is so much more than reading and writing and, and math. There's, you know, if you hadn't had that conversation with that one teacher, you know, they made, that teacher made such an impact on you. And, and our teachers are so special to our children. And, and as we talked about, you know, we, we need to nurture them and and care for them because um, they can truly change the trajectory of our own children's lives. So thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so What would you say is one thing you cannot do your job without?
3: So one of the things you'll learn about me, it's really hard to be singular. So I have about five things. Uh, First, I could not do my job without the support of my family, my husband, my sons, my siblings, uh, my parents. uh, We we support each other. And, um, you know, one thing about me is I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for support. And I'm a daughter of an immigrant. I'm a first-generation college graduate. I'm the first in my family to earn an advanced degree. First to have a master's. I think the only to have a doctorate. I'm one generation out of poverty. And I would not be here without the support of my family or the support of a strong public education system. That being said, having a trusting and responsive school board um, is, is is key. Teachers, teachers like Mr. Shu, who care about kids, having dependable, passionate leadership and leadership teams. And then, of course, the support of our community and our PTA, our, our leaders, our community partners, those are those are key. And then lastly, as Sarah stated a little earlier, we have to have supportive and adequate funding system from the state so that our kids have access to resources and programs.
1: So I won't ask you for your singular most important priority <laughs> then, so how about what is your top two priorities as you get started as superintendent of Plano ISD?
3: So again, there's more than two, but first, like we have a strategic plan and that's the awesome thing um, that we're, we're in the middle of that, that strategic plan. And so the first thing is is seeing the plan through as well as addressing uh, new needs. You know, when we started, um, when, when that plan was written again before the pandemic, um, a couple of things really came from that. And one, our mission statement was written by kids, for kids. And when you read our, our mission statement, it and our vision. Those things have really anchored us and carried us through the difficult times. So there's new work that have that has come uh, because of the pandemic. And so addressing the new needs while well, going back to our core, and that's our five pillars of our strategic plan and that work. Second is the future planning of Plano ISD. And our our board commissioned a community task force to begin this work. It's in progress now, but we're ever evolving, ever changing. And so ensuring that we we're taking care of um, our assets as a school district while preparing for the future for our students is something that we always do. And, and that's going to be really key. And I would say those are the, at the very top. Coupled in with, it, with the strategic plan and future planning, what does that mean? And that's expanding dual credit opportunities for students and, and really serving as that bridge to their higher to higher education. Ensuring that they have opportunity for AP courses, um, strong career pathways, and, and, you know, career pathways have re- has really changed. Uh, vocational ed changed to career and technology education or, or career and technical education. There are certifications and pathways where students can start learning um, about what their future career aspirations and really building the workforce for our community. We are excited about uh, two new programs um, that we're excited to be launching in the near future. And we we, we have our IB program at at Plano East. We have Huffman, but we don't have the middle year program. And so that's where we're going to work on having a full continuum of IB for our students and then implementing a two way dual language so I'm excited about engaging with the community, with our Plano ISD team, with our families around um, this work, and then making sure that we're meeting the needs of our students um, with partnerships, with wraparound services. And um, so there's a lot of work to do. And, and we're, uh, you know, working with Sarah the last four years, knowing that we already have a plan in place and we're just refining and tweaking that plan is going to make for a, a pretty seamless transition.
2: So, and I know you and Sarah have worked so closely over the years. What will you miss the most about having Sarah at, at the district?
3: Oh my gosh. So many things. Again, I can't say one thing. I'm going to miss my colleague, my boss, mentor. I'm going to miss my friend Um, we have probably, we have spent more time together than with anyone else over the last four years. And so we just have a great, uh, working relationship and a great dynamic. Um, she's been a a great thought partner and, you know, and it goes both ways. I, I will miss being able just to pop next door. Um, our offices are right next door to each other just for a quick, Hey, what do you think about this? And back and forth. Um, She's an amazing leader. I have enjoyed every single minute working side by side for with Sarah Bonzer. and um, she's exceptional and I feel so um, grateful for the last four years. I feel grateful for her entrusting trusting me with the work and being able to learn and grow uh, beside her over the years. So I'm going to miss her terribly and that's, that's what makes, you know, people ask, are you, how are you excited? Of course, I'm excited, and there's a little bittersweet of I'm excited, but I'm gonna miss Sarah Bonser.
1: Well, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to follow that, and I we I think everyone in the community sees what a great team you have been, and is just so thankful to be able to continue on um, this fantastic leadership at the district. So thank you to you both. So one of the things we do at the chamber a lot um, for for businesses large and small is we say tell us tell us what your business does in 30, 30 seconds. So I'm going to start with Sarah, but I'd love to know what's your elevator pitch for Plano ISD? Why is it's so great in 30 seconds or less.
0: This is fun. Okay. Plano ISD provides an outstanding academic and extracurricular program for every single student and it and works hard to meet the individual needs of each student and each each family in order for every student to reach his or her full potential.
1: I love it. You've said that a few times, I think. <laughs> Teresa, how about you? What would you say is your is your 30-second pitch?
3: Plano ISD is a place where we love and grow students to develop their talents. Plano ISD is awesome because of its people, our talented students, our dedicated staff, all the community that truly cares and believes in investing in our schools and our district.
1: Well, I think you both have... A- a great pitch for, for everyone and i have to i have to share a quick little story and then i know emily has one more question but i i talked to a parent recently that said their their child had gone to a an orientation at a a, a texas university and the person speaking said everyone in plano raised from plano raised their hand and so you know i think it was her daughter did and he said okay everybody else make friends with them because they know how to study And I thought, what a great, you know, what a great accolade or a great um, uh, story about how wonderful our district prepares kids. So I think that that's really neat.
2: That's a great story. Thank you, Kelly. So one of the things we like to do is a a little quick lightning speed round um, with a few questions um, and just a quick answer. So um, Sarah, if you want to go and and then Dr. Williams, um, best book or podcast recommendation? To Kill a Mockingbird. Leadership by John Maxwell. Love it. Favorite movie?
0: Princess Bride. The
3: Notebook. I love them both. I love
2: them both. Favorite Plano restaurant?
0: Urban Rio.
3: Urban Crest. (laughs) Yay, Urban.
2: (laughs) Morning Person or Night Owl? Morning Person kind of.
0: (laughs) Definitely Night Owl. Love it. How do you blow off steam? I take a walk and I talk to Larry. He's my husband. Exercise of some sort, walk, maybe run. Okay, good. And where is your favorite place to travel? Going to see my family in Wisconsin or to the mountains of Riadosa?
3: Anywhere there's a beach. And right now Cabo is my favorite place so far. Excellent. I like both those answers.
1: And just one last question for you, Superintendent Bonzer. and I feel like we're going to hear about that travel again, but what's next for you?
0: Well, so uh, I think the, probably the most important thing for me is that I've told staff forever to put their family first and now I'm going to take my own advice. And so I'm going to spend time with my family. Uh, Most of my family is in Wisconsin. And so while we won't move there, I will spend more time there. My sister, is is pretty sick. And and so um, she's, she's doing well now, but um, I want to spend as much time as possible with her um, and the rest of my family. And then, uh, you know, I plan to stay engaged in the Plano community, but I'm going to take a little time to kind of figure out what that looks like. And I think I said to somebody, I'd like to get a little bored before I sit on another board. Um, and, And so I'll, I'll take a little time to figure out what that that community engagement for for me looks like and, and for Larry too. Uh, I think we'll we'll want to have some opportunities to stay uh, in service to our community. And then uh, I think Larry's a little more worried about what what things are going to look like for me than than I am, because <laughs> uh, he knows I've been I'm very busy at work all the time. You know, there's the load is heavy, and to go from you know the the big busy job to, to having a quieter routine. Uh, probably will take a little time to get used to, but we we will travel. Uh, So we we were born to be gypsies, I think. And so I think we'll we'll roam around uh, the country and the world for just a little bit um, and have some fun.
1: That's awesome. I'm I I know we've talked about this before together, but I'm also from Wisconsin and I think people that have never been there don't realize how beautiful it is is. and how how I I love visiting home and my family there as well. So I'm excited for you for that. And uh, and I I've already laid my claim to when you get back reengaged with the community. Um, we're excited to see you back at the Chamber. So, all, all very good things.
0: Well, very good. We appreciate the, the opportunity to spend time with you today. And, and you know, we love the Chamber and, and all the great things you do for Plano and Plano ISD.
1: Well, that is all the time we have for today. Superintendent Monzer and Dr. Williams, we are so grateful for everything you've done and and will continue to do to educate our future leaders and that fantastic partnership that we share in in just making our community um, continue to be so excellent. So thank you again for being here.
3: Thank you for having
2: us. Thank you. Interested in reaching our Plano Pulse listeners? Support the Plano Chamber and the podcast by becoming a sponsor. Contact the Chamber team to learn more.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey, everyone. Kelly Marcelis here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit Planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday.